Power Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. On today's show, we'll be talking about the unique way women's energy bodies function in relation to their life transits and how we can work with our chakras for healing, empowerment, and awakening. Lisa Erickson is my guest, and she's got special wisdom to impart about self-guided energetic techniques to help support healing from trauma especially when sexual abuse and assault are impacting that subtle body. Are you ready to meet her? Lisa Erickson is an energy worker, writer, and teacher specializing in women's energetics and sexual trauma healing. Her new book is Chakra Empowerment for Women, Self-Guided Techniques for Healing Trauma, Owning Your Power, and Finding Overall Wellness. Lisa's trained in many energy healing modalities and is certified in both mindfulness meditation instruction and trauma sensitivity. She's a member of the International Association of Meditation Instructors, the American Holistic Health Association, the Energy Medicine Practitioners Association, and the Breathe Network, a nonprofit dedicated to supporting holistic healing for sexual trauma survivors. You can find out lots more about Lisa and her work at ChakraEmpowermentForWomen.com. Lisa, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you, Karen, and thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm glad... You're here. I think let's just dive right in at the very beginning. What do you mean when you say energy work? What does that mean to you? It's really a broad field. It may be working with the chakras. It may be Reiki healing. Acupuncture, acupressure can be considered energy work. Somatic methods. Really anything that's trying to work with the non-physical energy. And I like energy work because we're working at this interface level between mind, body, and spirit. And so sometimes your entrance point is emotional. Sometimes your entrance point is physical. Sometimes it's more visual with visualizations or mental. And so there's really a way in for everybody, but you're working on a really deep level that can reverberate through all of those levels. What is it that brought you to focus on this work? I, from reading the book, there's a lot of you in that book, your passion for healing it really shines through. What got you into this? Well, really, my association with the chakras started as part of my spiritual path. For many, many years, I meditated on the chakras and kundalini as part of a very serious guided meditation path, as I still do. And from there, I became interested in healing traditions that, always, that also use energy body mapping. And, and very specifically the chakras. And I got very interested in kind of the differences in how spiritual traditions work with them, energy healing traditions work with them. And then I think my interest in women's energetics really peaked because I had a health crisis after the birth of my first child, which was relatively late in life. I was 38 and I had already been meditating on my chakras for many years, for over 15. I really thought my energy body was in great shape but I realized there was a lot of shifts that occurred. And so that caused me, you know, postpartum, there were a lot of energy body shifts I had to adjust to. And that caused me to really look into specific energy body mappings between women and men and that all of that whole piece of it. So that's how I kind of started to go in that direction of women's energetics. 
So when you say that you've been meditating with the chakras, I think a lot of people have that idea. You talk about the chakras and it's the poster mm-hmm. that you see on the wall at the crystal store with the person sitting there and they've got the seven dots that go up and down. Chakras are powerful, magical, mysterious. Oh, there's a lot more to chakras than just the rainbow dots on the poster. Mm -hmm. Can you say a little bit about what chakras are and how we can work with them? They really are this nexus of mind, body, and spirit. And it's, it's helpful. There's a lot of different mappings of the chakras, which I think is important for people to realize that seven chakra mapping is the one that has become the most well-known in the West. But in fact, if you look across energy center mappings across a lot of different traditions, there's, there's variations. There's really as many as 10 that are sometimes mapped on that core along your spine. Those seven are the most common. They're, they're even the, the smaller ones that are five or less are a subset of that larger. So there's, and then there's out-of-body chakras some people work with. It's, it's really a fascinating field. But in all cases, it's an energy center. And at the very core of it is light, is source, is God, goddess, primordial wisdom, however you, you think of as the, really the source energy of both our mind and our body and our spirit for that matter. So at the very depth, you have that, and then you have layers on top of that. You have kind of your karmic energy body, which, well, karmas are stored there, emotional energy body, where conditioned patterns are scored, and then you stored, and then you have the link to your physical body, and each chakra is linked to different organs and glands within your physical body. So depending on what you're working with, you may be working with a certain level of the chakra where it links into the physical body, where it links into some emotional conditioning or obstruction or block, or from a spiritual perspective, you may be trying to go all the way into the chakra and bring forth the light within it and, uh, and see what that, see what, how that impacts you as it comes into your body. And, and often you're working at all three levels. So that, that's kind of the most helpful way to think about the chakras. We see this mapping and it's, it, it's, we've got these pictures on the physical points on the body. You use those physical locations to access a certain energy that's available. But the physical body link point is really just one aspect of the chakra. And it's a doorway into all these other levels. You're making me think of uh, like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe where you, oh, what's Mm -hmm. that over there, right? And you open those physical doors and as you go through, there are more and more layers until Mm -hmm. you get right to the place where everything opens up and you're not bound Mm -hmm. by that physical layer anymore. I really like that. So when you're talking about all the different ways of mapping the chakras, are chakras as you understand them always linked to a point in the physical body or are there chakras or ways of mapping chakras that are not tied to the physical body, the points themselves? Well, yeah, there are systems that include chakras that are out of the body, but still linked to a physical body, if that makes sense. So like one, a foot and a half above our head, it is still linked to the individual to whom it's mapped. Now, I think we can talk about chakras in, in pretty much any context. Animals have chakras. People have done chakra mappings of the earth, mapping particular energy points that are nexuses of energy, right? It's like a place where many ley lines are coming in and some places are more what we would call the heart chakra area of the earth versus the power center of the earth. Mm -hmm. They have different feelings in places. So you can talk about energy centers in a lot of different contexts, Uh, but within the body, yeah, that physical mapping is just one way to think of them, but it's not quite correct to think of them like our physical organs, like your heart chakra is not in your body in the same way your physical heart is. 
that location in your chest when you focus there is that doorway in. I, I love that line, which in wardrobe <laughs> example that you use, it's a doorway into something that is uh, beyond, both beyond the body and accessible in the body, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And alive in its own right. At least the way that I learned was that your chakras receive and kind of metabolize and then transmit. So mm-hmm. it's right. It's like the Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe, only the characters are coming out as we are going in. Right. So there's I mean, it's it's a living system, as as I understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can travel through it. And that's what spiritual traditions focus more on often is you can travel through it into dimensional planes of light or, or and different things like that. Or you can bring light through it into your body. So 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 you can travel through it out or you can bring light through it into your body. Uh, and then our, our, they're also like receivers, our chakras. They receive energy data. They're like our, we have our five physical senses. Our chakras are a whole nother sense system that picks up intuitive data, right? Which I'm sure you're familiar with um, in your work, just as an intuitive, that we receive data in and at this energy body level, that's where we receive a lot of it and our chakras help us process it. Or not help us process it in cases where we're overwhelmed and have difficulty properly boundering ourselves energetically. So how are women's energetic bodies different than men's? Because your work focuses on women's energetics. Yeah, I do work with both uh, women and men, but I am very focused on women's energetics. In general, women's energy bodies are anchored in the second chakra, and men's are anchored in the root chakra, the first chakra. And the second chakra is linked to water, it's linked to fluidity, it's linked to sensuality, creativity, a lot of things, and our emotional body. The root chakra is linked more to the physical body. From the perspective of spiritual growth, it's off. some teachers have said, oh, women are already partially there because they often talk about bringing the kundalini energy up from the root to the crown. So women's is already in their second chakra. We're one step up is one, uh, one uh, interpretation of that. But what I want to say also that this is a spectrum, so not all women and men will relate to this characterization. And I think a lot, it has a lot to do with how you identify on the spectrum of gender. And even among women and among men, you'll have different levels of resonating in this way. But this anchorage really has to do with the fact that our physical bodies differ in this part of our body and at the glandular level, right? The chakras are all linked to glands. And in the case of the second chakra, this is the gland where it differs. For women, it's linked to our ovaries, and for men, it's linked to, our, to the prostate. So there's physical differences that then cascade through. At the level of light, the chakras are the same, but in the level of the emotional and physical body experience, there are differences. And this cascades through and means that our second chakra is also tied for women to our reproductive life cycle, right? It's linked to... Uh, if we are pregnant, well, in our menstrual cycle, within a month, pregnant, postpartum, perimenopause, menopause, our energy body shifts just as our hormonal balance and our physical body does. And that can be very helpful for women to know that and to work with that as they move through their life. And it also, it feels to me like it's just as we, as women know our cycles, know where we are in our cycles, Mm -hmm. it feels like when we broaden that understanding out to looking at our energetic bodies, that we gain a deeper understanding of our self. 
right? We can feel that change coming. We can feel how we work with it. And we can also feel in places where there might be blocks or little twists or um, oddities. Mm -hmm. We can feel that coming too. Exactly. And knowing that there is an energetic cycle occurring in addition to the physical can be helpful, especially in terms of our intuitive and empathic abilities. So traditionally, it's taught, and I think many women experience this, the days moving into menstruation, you're actually energetically the most sensitive. That's part of what contributes to PMS for women who feel that they experience that. And during those days, we're actually at our most intuitive. It is actually a time to spend time alone if you're able to, which you're not always able to. At the peak of your cycle is when you're actually emanating energy most naturally outward. So your energy body is kind of doing this opening and closing linked to the second chakra. And you can sort of know, okay, I need to pay more attention to energetic boundaries at this time. And this is a time when it's really, another time is a really good time for me to focus on creative endeavors. And the same goes, thing goes with our life phases, like perimenopause and menopause is an absolutely fascinating time in terms of the energy body shifts and the way a woman can come into her power if she really feels those. And I think in our culture, it gets denigrated <laughs> and it's viewed as a medical event and a difficult one at that. And so it's harder for women to tap into that power. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and I'm talking with Lisa Erickson. Her new book is Chakra Empowerment for Women, Self-Guided Techniques for Healing Trauma, Owning Your Power, and Finding Overall Wellness. And you can find out more about Lisa and her work at ChakraEmpowermentForWomen.com. So with all that living energy, all that light, all that good stuff available to us in our chakras, how do we get started to... How do we start to work with them? How do we start to engage that kind of awareness? Mm -hmm. Well, and that's what I'm trying to focus on in the book. That's one of the main focuses is how to make this really accessible. And I find that some people work well visually, just visualizing a certain color of light at the focal point for a chakra is very helpful for them. So red light at the tailbone, the focal point for the root chakra or green light in the breastbone center point for the heart chakra. But for some people, visualizing is difficult and focusing in on kinesthetic experience in the body, a warmth in that place, or even holding your fingers there. And then for others, memories, drawing on emotions are more tangible. So drawing, knowing what emotions and energy is associated with, the chakras associated with, and drawing upon memories in which that was open. Like if you focus on a time when you felt really open in your heart, you felt compassion and love, you can use that memory to reopen your heart chakra. So there's different, and affirmations are, are a powerful tool too. So what I try in the book is to really lay out a process of a set of tools some of which are mapped to one chakra, some of which are mapped to many, to multiple chakras that give multiple access points in. So whether someone's visual or kinesthetic or emotional or more vocal oriented, each person can find what they connect with the most to feel that energy is real for themselves. And you focus on, talk a lot about trauma in the book and especially sexual trauma, as you're talking about, like finding that place in my heart and opening up, a mm -hmm. lot of us carry things we don't, we don't want to open, or we don't mm -hmm. want to maybe experience what, what we felt or, or how it was. Can you speak into that a little bit and how this kind of energetic work can be helpful 
for women who are mm-hmm. healing from trauma? Yeah, and I work very a lot with sexual trauma survivors, and I work with an organization called uh, the Breathe Network, which is wonderful, which connects holistic healers with sexual trauma survivors, because really every trauma survivor, the journey is going to be very individual. That's true for everyone, but for trauma survivors in particular, what modality is going to work is very individual, so it's very important for someone to honor what feels right for them. But for some survivors, physical work, physical somatic body work is not going to work, at least in the initial stages of trauma healing, because physical contact is out of the question, right? And for some others, talk therapy may be helpful. It may not being alone in a room to talk to a therapist may feel too threatening. Or I've worked with many survivors who experienced talk therapy, found it helpful, but felt as if there were still triggers and wounds stored in their body that they needed help releasing. And that is where this kind of energy work can be very helpful. You can gently focus in on what you feel when you're triggered or the emotions related to particular memories without having to go all the way into the memory itself. And you can work with compassion with that energetic or emotional obstruction in your energy body. And that's kind of what I'm trying to help people do in this book. I do believe many individuals can do a lot of this work themselves or can pursue also support with other healers. And with trauma in particular, there's very particular imprints you see on the, on the energy body that you can work with. Can you give us a case study or, or an example of how that might, this process might work to bring someone from a place of feeling locked down or triggered by mm-hmm. the memory of that trauma and how it helps release them? Mm-hmm. I think the most common thing that I see, and this is really across many, many women, is some sort of pattern of, of disassociating from the body in points, in moments of fear or anxiety has developed. That disassociation may simply be the mind getting really, really, really busy, right? And that's a way that you're not really connected to your body when your mind gets to that point. When you feel anxious, it's like all of your energy rises up into your head and it becomes very frenetic and frantic. So then a lot of our work is about coming back down into the body. And of course, there's a lot of tools for that, breathing and many things, but really focusing on root chakra energy, for example, which is the chakra that connects our physical body with our mind and the navel chakra, and really focusing on bringing yourself and your energy down into your lower body, anchoring all of your upper body mental energy with this lower chakra energy, learning how to do that first by working with memories of feeling anxious, not of the traumatic incident itself, but recent times when someone felt triggered, felt anxious, start this process, start to kick up. You can slow it down, come back down into your body and kind of reprogram over time your response. It's really about beginning to feel safe in your body so that you no longer feel that you need to disassociate from your body in moments of fear and anxiety. And I love that a lot of these techniques in the book are self-guided techniques. I think one of the things that happens, that can happen as a result of trauma, whether that's sexual assault, sexual trauma, or other kind of trauma, is that we might stop understanding who we are or how we feel or how our bodies are, because Mm -hmm. a lot has been put on us from 
outside. I don't know if that makes sense, but taking the mm-hmm. taking the time to come back into our body as it really is, my feelings as I really feel them can be a mm-hmm. very healing place to start. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. And that's why I really am a fan of self-guided techniques. I believe in healers. I am one, right? <laughs> as you are. Right? But, uh, and I believe in a lot of different modalities, but I think it's the ultimate purpose of any of the kind of work that we do is helping someone connect to their own capacity to self-heal and their own inner power. So I do believe in an individual's work to ability to work on their own in addition to with whatever other support, in addition to seeking support. Um, I talked to somebody the other day and they were disclosing some of the stuff that they'd been through. And I mm-hmm. said, wow, you talk, you know, talk to somebody, talk to somebody about this. And she said, I don't, I can't talk to anybody about this because every time I sit down to talk about it, I have to go through it all again and I have to explain mm-hmm. it and I have to make the person understand. And what I love about what you're saying, Lisa, is that this is about connecting kind of at our at our own level of being, our Mm -hmm. own level of safety, and moving through that way, that you don't have to re-experience everything or go through it all Mm -hmm. in order to start to open it up and release it. Absolutely. And I think that is one of the real benefits of energy work. You don't have to relive the memory. We can work with what happened yesterday when someone said something to you that made you feel anxious, right? And it may not feel like it's directly connected to the trauma, but the pattern of anxiety is. And we can just work with that right now, that pattern of anxiety as you're experiencing it in your life, as you feel it in your body, and help you reprogram it and heal it through, through chakra work. We don't have to relive the whole memory in order to do that. Now, how can listeners find out more about you and your work and maybe connect with you to learn more? Well, the book website is Chakra Empowerment for Women, and that has a lot of information, including a web seminar tied to the book that I'll be starting in January to go deeper into this work. It's kind of a midway between doing private sessions and buying the book that you get more supported, but you don't do full private sessions. And then my uh, private session website is Enlightened Energetics, and I also have a longstanding blog, mommymystic.com. Oh, Best blog name ever, just right there. Yes. <laughs> Although my kids don't call me mommy anymore. They're all teenagers now. So that tells you how long ago the blog was actually started. <laughs> my children are teenagers now too, and they call me other things, terrible things. So yeah, we exactly. won't, we won't, yeah. we won't go. It depends on the day, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's just a grunt. but <laughs> And the slam of the door as they just roll their eyes exactly. and go, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yes, I understand. A lot of, a lot of eye rolling, yes. <laughs> um, as, oh, a, well. as a mom, were you working energetically with your children? Did you teach them when they were little that same kind of awareness of their bodies? I certainly have tried, and I believe, you know, modeling, I think, is the most important thing. So certainly, though, I've tried to help them really feel, well, where do you feel that in your body? We played with the chakras, and now I sort of let them be. We'll see that seed is planted, and we'll see where they go with it later on in their life. Um, I think also uh, I do work with a lot of women on the women-child energy line because that is partially what I really needed to learn to work with postpartum, and a lot of women struggle with that how to balance their energy with their child's energy, especially in those younger years where you're really, really connected energetically. 
it does change, as we know. They gain their independence, both psychologically and energetically, as they get older. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, I think the tools that we model or that we can share with our kids, they then have the opportunity to use those tools for their own spiritual growth as they grow. And so although they may, mm-hmm. my kids may not use the tools I teach them in the way I thought they would, those tools are mm-hmm. there and available. Well, it's kind of like the tools in your book. All those tools are available there for you to use. You choose the ones that fit best for you and you use them from where you are now, not from where you used Mm -hmm. to be or where you want to be, but from where you are now. Mm. Exactly. Lisa, thank you so much for being on the program. This went really fast. We ran right through our time. Um, Thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Karen, and thank you for your work in the world. Thank you. That is Lisa Erickson, and her new book is Chakra Empowerment for Women, Self-Guided Techniques for Healing Trauma, owning your power, and finding overall wellness. You can find out more about Lisa and her work and about that web seminar that's coming up in January of 2020 at com. And you are always welcome over at karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events, hear who's coming up next on the radio show, and also to find out about cool things like the holiday sale. What? A holiday sale? If you're listening to this broadcast in December 2019, you can head over to karenhager.com and find out how you can take 20% off gift certificates and private sessions. And there's always other stuff there for you to explore, karenhager.com. And if you believe, as I do, that when we put our positive energy on creating change and when we create that change starting inside ourselves, inside our hearts, that we really can make a difference in the world, that things really do change. If you agree, I invite you to check out openpeacefulheart.com. That's a website where there are tons of guided meditations for you to explore. And also the first Sunday of every month, we host a free 15-minute guided meditation open to people from all over the world where we get together to spend 15 minutes focusing on peace. That's at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.